Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. On this episode of our podcast, I'm interviewing Anita Adrian, Certified Essential Feng Shui Practitioner. Welcome, Anita, to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Valentina, for having me. I'm so excited to be here all the way from Alberta, Canada. Yes, Canadians. Uh, my husband's Canadian. I don't know if I told you that before, but no. I love Canadians. Um, so I brought Anita here. I think it's a very special episode um, because she is a co-author in the book that we wrote called Ignite Love, and that's where we met. We had this connection, and she has these amazing courses um, where she teaches women. Actually, you're going to tell them about feng shui. What is feng shui? For those of you, for those of us who have never heard the word before, our listeners, what can you tell us that it, it's about? Well, you know, we'll just do the uh, the condensed version of feng shui. So the word itself. Uh, came to us from the Chinese culture. From, so it's an Eastern practice for thousands of years. And the word feng shui itself means wind and water. Wind and, and water. So, wind and water. <clears throat> so when I started to look at what those words really mean, at the end of the day, it means seen energy and unseen energy. So the study of feng shui simply is the study of energy because those forces, the seen energy and the unseen energy are intermingled in all aspects of our life. The other thing that I discovered is that Every indigenous culture on this planet has practiced and studied energy in the form of seen and unseen energy. So we all have been doing it our whole lives in some form or some aspect, one way or another. And the uh, the term just comes to us from a culture that maybe we don't understand all of their practices, etc. Feng shui is the study of energy. So, so, so I the first time I came across, well, see, I even pronounced it wrong, Anita. I used to pronounce it feng shui. <laughs> and you know what? I've heard all kinds of variations and that one I've heard many times. And, and again, you know, it's fine because 
you know, the word comes from um, a culture that we're not familiar with. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, <laughs> I got a, I actually bought myself a book because I thought it was very interesting because it talked about, like you said, energy and the way we organize our house in order to manifest or attract, you know, um, good things into our lives. So mm-hmm. I would study it and I, I started applying it as soon as I got married, because I got married for the first time very young. I was 24 and I loved the idea of it. And I learned quite a few things. Um, and it made sense to me that, you know, what we see in our exterior world also is interconnected with our inner world. Exactly. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, unseen energy. Mm-hmm. The unseen energy. Yeah, this, yes. yeah, that's where the seen energy of our physical environment meets the unseen world of our inner thoughts and emotions. And so how those two can uh, be interconnected and are interdependent of each other. It's it's almost the cause and effect. You you know, one is affecting the other all the time all the time and it's it's about the awareness totally and it's interesting because it always made sense to me as well that when our world and our outside mostly when our living space the home that we live in when that's chaotic and it's messy it's almost like everything is messy even in our personal life or in everything in every aspect of our life and and or when we sit down in an area where we're like always looking to the corner because there's that those things that we haven't put away, it can get very distracting, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And the reason that happens, Valentina, is because, uh, and I love that science is really starting to validate a lot of these ancient uh, principles and wisdom that have been passed down for thousands of years. And the reason it happens is because we are operating, you know, 90 to 95%, some teachers say, in the subconscious programs. And only 10 or 5% of our conscious awareness uh, is there. So all of these things in our environment, particularly in our home environment, we are, we become complacent. That's what happens. We become complacent in our own home environment. And we're not even aware that these things that we surround ourselves with that take up residence in our home are uh, having a profound effect on our subconscious and our subconscious is really the one that's in control that's in the driver's seat and it's the directive in how we live our life how we show up as a beautiful mom as a you know entrepreneur as a wife as a sister as a brother all of those things and so the subconscious uh, really is the one in the driver's seat. So it does make sense then that the home environment um, has a huge impact on the subconscious and that inner world thoughts and feelings. And so the frustration that you talk about, and we just, we just go, you know, we just flick it off as, as moms, as wives, we just go, oh, you know, it's another to-do list. But all of those things pile up energetically and start to affect every aspect of our life. Yeah. And 
How did you get interested in, in feng shui? Like, how did your love for this come about? And how long have you been practicing? Because I know you've had quite a lot of experience. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I actually um, like to say that intuitively, I have been practicing feng shui since the age of three would be my earliest recollection of where, and of where I really became conscious of my environment. And I was always seeking to find balance add beauty to my space and to, to create um, an environment that was safe and comfortable. And so it wasn't until I was in my early 30s that I actually first heard the term feng shui and it was at a conference that I was attending and this beautiful woman and I love to give kudos to her. Her name is Jan Tober. Uh, look her up. She's an amazing um, soul and she was the speaker and she started talking about feng shui and how it could you know improve every area of your life your prosperity your relationship your everything right so at the end of the conference I managed to get her alone and asked her like tell me more and she says you know, casually. Well, I had lunch yesterday with my friend Louise Hay and <laughs> Tara Catherine Collins. And Tara Catherine Collins uh, was the very first um, feng shui author that Hay House published because Louise and Tara were very good friends. So the very first book that Hay House published on the topic of feng shui was written by Tara Catherine Collins, and it's called The Western Guide to Feng Shui. So after Jan, you know, imparted that information to me, I was like, oh, okay, I've got to find this book. And not to, you know, give you a hint of how old I am, but that was many, many, many years ago. <laughs> and I do live in Alberta, Canada which is a Western province. So we're not as, um, ooh, let's say, up on things like Californians. <laughs> and anyways, I could not, I went to every bookstore and could not find anything. I said the word feng shui to people and they looked at me like I had, you know, horns on my head or something. Uh, so luckily for me, a friend of mine was traveling to the US and so she picked up the book for me. And she brought it home and I read it and it just like, it just felt right. You know, it just felt like I was at home and um, it felt like, yes, everything that I have done into, you know, in my life up to this point really led me to that pivotal moment where I went, yes, this all makes perfect sense. That's what resonated to the depths of my soul. And so at the end of the book uh, was the invitation to go to the Western School of Feng Shui in San Diego, California. And so I started practicing, you know, everything that the principles shared in the book. And it took me two and a half years later and thousands of dollars. And at the time, I had a, um, a, a brick and mortar store 
I had three small children and a husband who worked away from home a lot. And I said, honey, I want to go to the Western School of Feng Shui in San Diego, California. Oh, and by the way, you know, it's going to cost da 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 da. And so, you know what he told me? He said, Feng Yu. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, kind of those words. <laughs> Anyways, so what I did was I really attribute my practicing um, those principles in being able to come up with, like, the funds that I needed just came. Wow. They just came. It was like, you know, the universe just opened up and it just, boom, they were there. There were no more excuses. Um, the person that I needed to look after my business for a week while I was gone, boom, was there. I had someone look after it, just everything just, you know how when it just goes into place and it just, yeah, it was meant to be. And because of that, as I wrote in our, um, in our co-authored book, Ignite Love, because of that experience, I really do deeply feel that um, that was a catalyst in redirecting our marital relationship. And so I wrote in that book and I won't, I won't tell everybody this, you know, they'll have to read the story, but it's feng shui for romance. And so, uh, into now has been 35 years of married life. Wow. So. Wow. Congratulations for that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I know that when you start getting into the intricacies, because some things are simple that when you start reading about it, but other things, it can start getting quite complicated. So, mm -hmm. I mean, for people that don't know, that's why it takes a lot of like study and specializing in it. Um, mm -hmm. when, when people come to you, Anita, mm -hmm. You know, who are those people that approach you the most? Like, what are they looking for to achieve in their life? You know, I think right now, um, people are looking for a more simplistic uh, way of living. You know, they want to be, you know, more authentic, more true to their, to their self you know, and it, it comes through self-awareness. Um, I, so that's, you know, some of the people that come to me, there are other people that come to me because they are completely overwhelmed and consumed and they need help. They don't know where to go, uh, but they know, and they've maybe heard a little tidbit about feng shui and, um, and so they think, okay, well, maybe this person can help me. And honestly, Valentina, I think a lot of it comes from the fact in the last 20 to 30 years, especially with the increase in, you know, the advancement in technology, that we have been as a society all over the world, not just in North America, but all over the world, we have been bombarded and we have been programmed, okay? Our subconscious, we have been programmed. When we turn on the TV, when we, when we do anything, when you go to the grocery store, it's in the newsstands and all of those things. And so we have been programmed as a society that to 
uh, live in our authentic self that we need to have the next best thing. We need to have the newest, greatest gadget, gadget, yada, yada, yada. Um, <clears throat> so many families um, have two parents that are out working. They're trying to raise a family. And, and so instead of spending the quality time with the family, they're buying them more stuff. They're buying them more stuff. And in my opinion, this is my opinion and just my experience working with clients over the last 20 some years, is that we all have a degree in what I call stuffology. We all have too much, much stuff. So, yeah. And so think about how, you know, we want, so if that person is yearning to create a more simplistic life that is you know maybe in service or spending their more time with their family their loved ones and then they're consumed by because they come home and all of this stuff is everywhere and pretty soon they don't have time they can't find things they uh you know like you said before they're just living in this chaotic and they don't know where to start and how to get out and they're always looking for outside resources when in fact in my opinion again that that the home environment has is the source it, it's a it's a huge source of their discontentment and it and we, we get all these possessions and all of the stuff that we think is going to make us happier but at the end of the day we end up serving those possessions. We give the mastery of our life. We, we no longer become the master of our home because we've given that away to these physical possessions that fill our garages, that fill the storage and all of these things. And they keep us energetically stuck feeling helpless overwhelmed high um, down probably high down just so many things there's just so many things that can happen as a result of that and i really believe that you know for me the biggest thing that i uh want to get out in the world is awareness awareness that everything has an energetic value and it is having an energetic impact whether you know it or not yes mm -hmm. absolutely i did this meditation once that because the 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 things that i've done from feng shui from 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 feng shui from feng shui um that i've done intermittently and throughout my life just like once in a while i come in and i do a, like a cleansing it's sort of it feels so freeing when we declutter our houses and like you say, get rid of all the excess that we don't need. When we realize that something that's in our possession might have served its purpose in the past, but it's no longer needed. And when we realize we need to now let that go, oh, it can be so freeing. It's like, mm -hmm. a, like a breath of fresh air. Um, and I, I did this meditation and I don't remember the name of the person. She was also somebody who was specialized in this area but she had us close our eyes and go around throughout our house and look at all the objects that we had and stop 
if we felt that there was something in that room where we were going through that didn't have that energy of joy. Because the simple premise was that everything that's around us should have the energy of joy. And if it doesn't have the energy of joy, it's time to basically give that away to somebody else or, or just throw it away. Yeah, and I think absolutely. it is important. Like you said, we, we are in an environment where we're bombarded to shop, 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 shop. And we look for satisfaction in something else rather than realizing that where we have to maybe look is within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the other thing, you know, about possessions is that based on those subconscious programs, which are our past experiences, our personal beliefs, uh, and, you know, other programs that we picked up from our, our parents, our teachers, etc. A lot of times what happens, I find, is that clients are holding on to stuff and they're not even aware that uh, the, for the reason, right? So there's many reasons we hold on to stuff or that we have a problem letting go of stuff. And so it, it becomes a psychological um, decluttering or journey as well to really get to the root of it because you can declutter and maybe a lot of people did in the past few months when they were at home and all of a sudden maybe those spaces are going to start to fill up again. So we have to understand that inner world or that unseen energy of the possessions that come into our home as well. And really decluttering is one part of feng shui. It's definitely the first step, but it's you know one part of the whole, um, the, the whole process. There's many, many layers as you know is with many things. However, any of your listeners could simply just declutter a room and um, have, have the benefit because like you said, you're going to feel lighter. You're going to feel more joyful. And what they would also discover is that there are emotions attached to their possessions. Hence why the difficulty sometimes to let it go. Wow. Mm-hmm. And how, and how do you, because it's, I can imagine that that's a very delicate time of the process because you're it's almost like a therapy that you're going through with your clients Mm -hmm. absolutely and And I've had many yeah I've had many clients that have actually said to me oh my gosh um you know I could have saved thousands of dollars (laughs) and years of therapy if I'd known about you first I've I've had many many clients say that to me because it just starts to make sense them. Absolutely. And you hear stories. I mean, I remember hearing this story once about a, a woman who had lost her husband and she'd kept all her thing, all his, all of his things. And it'd been years later. And then she finally decided to clean house and part ways, you know, in a loving way, part with his belongings. And the day after she parted with everything, she met her future husband. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happens. Right. And, and the reason that happens you know, let's, you know, this is really exciting for me is um, when I work with clients and even, you know, the, the shift that you had. So what happens energetically is that 
we start to vibrate at a higher frequency. So if your listeners are familiar with the law of attraction, mm-hmm. it's because as soon as you know you start to shift the energy in the physical space and you start to release and let go of some of those things, then you're making room for, um, then you start to feel lighter and more joyful and happier. And so that's the frequency that you're putting out there. And we know that uh, through the law of attraction teachings, that the universe has to match your energy. Okay, that's a big thing right there. Your energy is always being matched. So if you're living in that chaotic environment, that's what's showing up for you. Yes. And you're going to, yeah, all of those things. All of those things. And I think that this year, 2020, in a way has been an opportunity if we've taken the time to do this uh, work at home, because I don't think Mm -hmm. we've spent so much time, any of us in our homes, like we have this year for the majority. I mean, obviously the health workers is a different story, but in my circumstance, for for example, I've done a whole spring cleaning this year because I've been home more than ever. And I did your webinar on the office Mm because Anita does this amazing workshop that with, um, for Feng Shui, for the office. Tell them a little bit about that. Um, that you do, but your, your work, it worked magically. I just want to (laughs) say I did that workshop and literally it took me a week to clean out my office entirely. And I kid you not two days later, I got checks that I was not expecting and money started coming in. (laughs) I know it's, it's, it's just, it's amazing. It really amazing. is. I have stories from clients that I, I mean, I had one your client favorite story. That, Tell us your yeah. favorite story. Oh gosh, I have so many. Um, okay, so I had this one client that um, I feng shuied their complete office building, and so there must have been. It was quite a large office. Anyways, they were having trouble. Um, keeping a manager in place every six to eight months the manager would leave and all of these things so I would so anyways they hired me I came in uh we quickly you know saw the the problem with the office space and not being in the uh what we call the command position and all of those kinds of things and we also had to anchor the energy of the uh wealth and prosperity area of the building and we did some other enhancements and approximately a month after I worked with this uh, it was a husband and wife team that owned the business and uh, my husband and I were out at a restaurant having lunch and so this couple comes in and I kind of see them coming in across the room and she kind of walks straight up to my table and she's kind of um, a very outspoken kind of you know in charge kind of woman and she comes up to our table and she puts her hands on her hips and she like leans over right and I'm you know, feeling really intimidated. And she says, Anita, can we unfung shui our office? And I went, 
Um, um, possibly, uh, is there a problem? And she said, yeah, we are so bleep, bleep, you know, she used some expressive words. Um, <laughs> we are so busy. She said, I had to cancel our golfing trip to Arizona. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they ended up, the manager that they had at the time ended up staying for over three years. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was, it was really a cool story, but I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and, yeah. your, and your book, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, and your book, tell us what your book is about. Your, your own, okay. the, the one that you authored. Yeah. So I have a solo book that uh, was released in 2019. It's called The Heart of Feng Shui, Simply Put. And in my opinion, it's very easy. It's an easy read. I actually um, designed it, or I shouldn't say designed it, wrote it for an audience from grade six to, you know, a 90-year-old. So a 12-year-old to a 90-year-old could read and understand my book, I guess. And it is mo it's mostly a... Um, a why feng shui works compared to the how-to steps. Although there are some steps in there, it really um, explains, in my opinion, in my view, how energy works and how we have been all exposed to all of these energy systems our whole life, and perhaps we're just never aware of them and how uh, you know that unseen and seen energy so yeah it's really more of a um of a why feng shui works compared to the how to mm -hmm. that's amazing and can you help re clients remotely because right now you know we're living in a digital world are most of your clients remote or do you have to be there personally uh well i have been working with clients remotely for probably 15 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. Um, I've worked with clients overseas in, you know, I've worked with clients in South America um, and it works beautifully. Yeah. And for those people who think, cause I, I know that some people think it's a little bit like woo woo. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had people say, well, what is that? What do you mean? Like you clean your yeah. thing. You oh, absolutely. Your... What do you say to them? Uh, you know, I, I really, um, I usually just kind of sit back and just let them ask me questions, you know, so I might say to them, so what is your understanding of feng shui? Um, and they might say, well, isn't that where you just move your furniture around? And I'll go, well, you know, it's part of it because there certainly is an energetic flow that happens that you want to be aware of um you know i've heard all kinds of stories for sure but yeah i usually put it back on the person and just try and feel them out where they are uh with it and usually um by the time we're done having a conversation they have definitely a better understanding and also realize that it really is not that um woo woo of a subject and, it, and I think a lot of times the word feng shui itself just kind of turns people off, right? So 
um, or I shouldn't say turns them off, but maybe just not having the understanding of what the word means and that it comes from a different culture. Yeah. Yes, I think it's I think it's the curiosity aspect, curiosity aspect where people are curious about because they're not really knowledgeable about it. So they start, you know, well, what is that? That's like a foreign term. But I think people are also mm-hmm. inclined to want to know. I'm sure people are asking you all the time, like they want to know little bits and tricks. And I oh, know that always, right? always. Mm-hmm. So can you share with our our listeners perhaps some things that are maybe very easy steps that maybe like three things mm-hmm. that perhaps would be like a start to bringing feng shui into their lives yeah okay so if we look at it as the study of energy right uh the very first thing that i would suggest to anybody is to look at their home from the point of view of a visitor Okay, so imagine that you are going to your home as a visitor, you're going there for the first time, and what entrance would you use? You would usually use the clearly defined front door entrance to your home that, you know, the builder or whomever, you know, they designated that space. And quite often, the occupants of the home enter their home through a different door through a garage door through a side door or something like that and and they're they don't always um put the care or attention to their front entrance okay so in feng shui and it doesn't matter which school of feng shui you study because there are several i i forgot to mention there's the compass school feng shui and the form school feng shui just for your listeners but it doesn't matter which um school of feng shui you follow you want to look at the front entrance and what we call it's called the mouth of chi so that's where all the good energy comes into your home and i Um, would liken it to our physical bodies and just think of our mouth and our nose as that's where our life force comes from through our breath and through the food that we eat that's what sustains our physical body so our home is its own energetic vibration and the mouth of the home where the life force chi comes in to nourish the home's occupants is through the front entrance that is so interesting that you say that because i've been having this is really it's this is a weird that we're having this conversation because i've had been having this conversation with my husband lately because it really bothers me when my entrance is full of stuff like they'll just like you know, the kids will put something like on the stairway, but it, it just stays there. Or my husband will come in and just put like his, um, you know, the bag that he brings in from work. And then it's always, I always feel like that area needs to be clean, but it's more from like a feeling that it feels like that. And I mm-hmm. keep telling him, I, I please, like, I can't have the area, the front part of the house look like this because in my eyes, I was like, when people come in, 
That's yeah. the first thing that they see. And it's, and when it's a mess like that, it stresses me out unnecessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and we, you know, if you're adding that little subtle bit of stress to your life, again, science is telling us that when we're in stress, what happens is the master computer of the brain starts to release chemicals uh, in our body that are less than excellent. They're not good for us. Wow. Right. Yeah. So, so just that alone. And the other thing that you could consider about the front entrance or the front of your home is that we have all, excuse me, we have all been, um, you know, out for a Sunday drive, let's say with the family. And maybe uh, we've, you know, went to a neighborhood that we're not familiar with, or taken a wrong turn. And you know, in our drive, we have caught a peripheral view of someone's home. And just for that fleeting moment, you've said, Oh, that's a beautiful home. Oh, look at that. Or, you know, maybe you even comment to your husband and say, Wow, do you see that? And so right then that one moment, what you're doing is you're sending good vibrations everything's energy. So you're sending, it's almost like you're sending a blessing or a prayer or you're, you're, you're directing your attention and your energy to that home that you don't even know the people, you don't know anything about them, but just that one second that you had that emotion attached that was just like, ha, ah, right? And wow. you just sent them some good vibes. Now, co- the opposite of that is a home that's in disrepair, or maybe the trees are overgrown, or they haven't cared for their flower garden. And again, in that instant, as you're doing a drive-by, your, your little mind, the subconscious goes, Ooh, ah, ew, right? And you might even clench up your own body and have a, a, a biological response to that fleeting moment, right? Because we're always receiving information and we receive information from our environment and we're processing it and we're not even aware. It's so true because there's houses that I know all of us love to visit. When we go to that house, we're like, oh, this is so beautiful. And we sit in that environment and we're like, wow, look at the flowers or look at this. And then there's other places where you go in and it just stresses you out just yeah. to stay there for a couple minutes because it's in such disarray that it's it, it, so just to be there it gives you stress. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, those all of those responses are happening um, from our subconscious and we are having you know physio- physiological responses to the environment with with no emotional attachment to them so imagine going into your own home where you know that's you have an emotional attachment to your home right yeah yeah absolutely so yeah tip number one absolutely front entrance is so key Uh, and keep it seasonal right in Canada we get snow for a few months (laughs) 
quite a few months of the year. Um, so it's really important to make, you know, my house stand out um, a little bit because I want everybody that walks by or drives by my house, I want them to stop for a moment, even, you know, just for that moment and have that feeling of, ah, doesn't that look beautiful? Mm. Or to have that feeling something, right? And then also knowing that they are blessing my home with their positive energy. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Whether I'm home or not, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Before I forget, I wanted to let you know that I have a free gift for all my listeners. It's a free abundance guided meditation that I created especially for you. It's the meditation that I use on a daily basis. It will help you bust through money blocks to realign with receiving what you want. There's a lot of power in giving yourself positive suggestions to develop an abundance mindset. And also there's power in visualizing a compelling future so that you can create new momentum in the direction that you wish your life to go. So if you want to attract more abundance in your life, go to mamasconganas.com forward slash abundant. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, there you have it. That's a huge, that's a huge tip. And there's, I know there's so many, much more, many more things that you could teach us. Um, but we don't have that much time. Oh yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you probably are, should have had two hours with me. Yeah. I know. I know. We're going to have to, we have to bring you back in because I feel like this is such an important, it really is an important topic because I have to say that when I did, so I did a week of organizing my office after I did the feng shui workshop with you, but it was still not to my liking because I had had, I have a Murphy bed in my office and one side of the Murphy bed, like the panel had been, had, had come off. So finally, once my entire office was done, I told my husband, I go, that panel gets fixed now, like now. And we finally fixed it. And then I told him, because we were spending so much time at the house, I said, could you please fix my curtains? Because now everything feels so good in my office. Everything is so clean. But every time I look at the curtains, I'm like, it's <laughs> stressing me out. And as soon as I fix both of those things, I come in my house, I, I come in my house and I told my husband, now the office is my favorite room of the house because everything is in order. So that's, you know what, that's really uh, kudos to you for recognizing and having those things fixed. Because when we have items in disrepair in our home, they do um, affect us. Um, subtly and what happens is it starts to build up and pile up and other things start to become in disrepair in our inner world wow yeah, so very very important and again because we become so complacent in our own home that we we just go ah you know it's no big deal i can live with that but, but really and truly you're worth it you are worth it to okay. have because those possessions are there to serve you to make your life easier to make your life more joyful and and when they're you know, causing you frustration or angst, then it starts to ripple out into 
other areas. So kudos to you for for Yay. fixing those disrepaired items. Yay! Yeah, yeah. So I encourage all the mamacitas that are listening to to us today to take a look around their environment and to envision that beautiful that beautiful place that how they envision their homes. Mm -hmm. in a way that will make them feel peaceful. And I'm going to be putting all of the links to not only your books, but also your website on the webpage on Mamas Con Ganas on the blog. And if you want to make comments on this podcast, Mamacitas, you can go to mamasconganas.com forward slash 60. And let us know if you've started on the Feng Shui journey, contact Anita so she can help you with your journey of Feng Shui to manifest and attract all those beautiful <laughs> things. And just so the ones that are listening right now, tell them your, your, your website in any case so that they have it. Yeah, absolutely. So the website is feng shui, spelled F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. So it's feng shui, simply put, dot com. Wonderful. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Anita, for being with us oh, today. My pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you for having me. I am uh, just a little bit passionate about uh, feng shui and helping people to achieve balance, harmony, and just living an abundant, joyful life. Well, well I'll see you next time, mamacitas, and we'll bring Anita back on because I think they're going to love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it, or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote. Don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. Besitos.